0: Um, We're going to talk just a little bit about what it means in terms of your health. So if you're a student of natural health in any way, you've most likely heard of or studied this concept of pH and how it is relating to your optimal health. So um, just to put it real simply, pH measures how acidic or alkaline something is, like your body, for example, and um, your body actually very tightly regulates the pH in your blood and, and this because this is a life or death issue. So if you ran a blood test and you looked at the pH of, of the blood, you would see that it's almost always on everybody right around 7.365, I mean it's that specific it's very tightly regulated. And then the question then um, becomes how hard does your body have to work to keep it there? So your body will move heaven and earth to do what it needs to do to keep that pH at 7.365. <laughs> and um, so the harder you're working, the more stress is on your, your kidneys is, is really the, the system that takes the brunt of this when your pH is, is a wacky and, um, you know, when you're tending towards the acidic side. So, um, you know, you can... Deviate, your, your body can be more acid than it should be, or it can be more alkaline than it should be. And more often than not, people's bodies tend to be acidic. And that is because um, we tend to create uh, an environment that favors acid in our bodies. So that's things like eating sugar is, is a big one. Um, not getting enough sleep, um, sitting a lot, th- those kinds of things. And um, when, when this happens, it's our kidneys that they, they're starting to work extra hard to try to get this pH balance in check. And when your kidneys do that, they start to pull minerals and electrolytes like potassium and magnesium out and you lose them in your urine and they're excreted in your urine. And then you have all of these chemical reactions that require those nutrients that don't ha- happen properly. So, again, if it seems like a bad chemistry class, your body is just one big huge chemistry situation going on all the time. So, you know, and, and I'll just talk briefly about when you are too alkaline, which, you know, everybody thinks if something is good, more must be better. But you could completely go overboard and eat only... Green leafy vegetables and nothing else. And if you did that long enough, and you didn't do, it, you didn't eat anything else, you would actually create an alkaline imbalance. And that's when uh, things like your regular herpes show up, your um, your skin and your um, can start turning blue because you don't have enough uh, oxygen in your tissues, and you get confused. So obviously, this is a, a pretty big deal and it's more likely that you don't see these major glaring symptoms like i just talked about where um you know not not too many people have a big symptom where they go oh yes i have acidosis and they go to the hospital and they're diagnosed with it or something like that but um that, that can happen and if it does it's a true medical emergency that you have to manage pretty quickly but More often than that, it's more subtle. It's that you're just a little too acidic over long periods of time, and that causes a big deal in the long run. And so it might take years before this shows up as a diagnosable disease. But
1: even if you're just
0: a little bit compromised, you experience things like premature aging fatigue, lack of energy. So you know it, it is a big deal. And the, the diet we eat, if you've ever heard this acronym, a standard American diet, stands for SAD, that is actually really sad. Um, because we're we're just creating in our in our bodies environments where we tend towards this acidic state. And um uh, Different toxicities can also affect your pH balance. Um, so if you have a high toxic load, you're breathing a lot of toxic chemicals or you're exposed to mercury or mold or things like that. And then um, people that exercise excessively, so really um, long distance runners or triathletes or um, you know any kind of endurance athlete, you can, again, too much of a good thing can not be so good after all. And then so I'm going to talk about a few ways if you want to like a little DIY way to know whether you're um, having a pH issue or not. The first thing you can do is something called a breath hold test. And all you do, it's really simple, is you take a deep breath in and then blow it out. You take a deep breath in again and you hold it. And. Plugging your nose is optional. If you wish to do that, you can. (laughs) Um, I I felt like I needed to do that when I did my little test. But then you set a little stopwatch and you see how long it takes you before you have to take a breath. And ideally, you will want to fall somewhere into the 40 to 65 second range. If you feel like in 30 seconds, you're just, wow, I cannot do this anymore and I need air. That is an indicator that you have shifted. To, to being in a more acidic state. And if you go longer than 65 seconds, it suggests that you're shifting a little more to alkalosis. And, you know, we can talk about why this all happens, and but you're probably not so much interested in that as um, number one, is is that an issue for you? And then number two, what do you do about it? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, the, the other test you can do, and if you have blood work and, and this is a, standard these are all pretty standard markers that would be on uh, blood work that's run on a very routine basis are sodium potassium chloride and it'll either be labeled bicarbonate or carbon dioxide so you're looking at four markers and um, I, I calculate this on everybody that has labs done with me or brings me labs that has this information because I think it's, it's very interesting. So um, what you do is you take your sodium and your potassium and you add them together. Those are your positive ions. And then you subtract out your chloride and bicarbonate added together. Those are your negative ions. So you've got positive minus negative. So again, that's sodium and potassium added together minus chloride and bicarbon and or carbon dioxide added together. So if you. if you calculate this, it's called the anion gap. And you yeah. can research that term, oh, tuck it away, A-N-I-O-N, anion gap. And the ideal ranges are between seven and 12. If if your range is lower than seven, it, that's a rare thing. Um, so you know, we won't talk about that very much. That's the, where you're tending towards being alkaline but if your range is higher than 12 it, it's suggestive of acidosis which is you know just being in a more acidic state than you want and then also um, maybe even a b vitamin specifically thiamine b1 deficiency so um, you know just for what that's worth if you have your labs around and you want to look at that or the next time you get them, you them done or if you if this is something for you and you come in up to me you say, Hey, I want that. And we can put it on your, um, your test. Um, so it, that's not routinely calculated, but it, it's something that the, the four elements are there and then you can calculate it for yourself. Um, and then if you, if you take this little test and, and you fail, you might want to just think, okay, well I need to do more to, get myself in a more alkaline state, and the things that you can do for that are eating diets focused on fruits and vegetables, specifically the green leafy variety, things that are full of fiber and minerals like magnesium and potassium, those positive ions that we want to increase, and then eliminating fried foods and um, using dairy in moderation, And then also conventional sources of meat. So um, those are ones that are going to be fed corn and, um, you know, probably getting some antibiotics and growth hormones and all that kind of stuff. Those sources of meat are very acidifying to the body compared to their grass fed and pastured counterparts. So you always want to get the best quality meat that that you can. And then um, also, and, and I think this is good for, for most people, vitamin B is a very common deficiency in, in most people. So, um, you know, a good B source of B vitamins that contains uh, thiamine, which is B1. So um, anyway, I hope you found this little um, test helpful and um, it just gave you some food for thought. Um, if you have any questions about this or the health-, have a health related issue and you want to um, talk to me and have a free consultation, just visit my Dr. Jenny um, website and. On the button to schedule a free consultation. It's drjeni.com. Okay, well, thanks for listening and I hope you have a blessed day.